0: Welcome. Pull up a seat, relax, and pour yourself a drink. You're invited to listen in on Bean and Bowman share life stories and personal perspectives. Welcome back to Bean and Bowman and, uh, I'm just uh, so, so excited to dive into this uh, conversation today with Steve Bean, who I, just in case you're joining this program for the first time, uh, it is a tremendous honor. It is a tremendous honor to be this man's son-in-law. We are father-in-law and son-in-law, and uh, as well as your co-hosts. For this podcast, so it's really truly wonderful, and you know, I was looking over the um, the stats that you get, you know, for these podcasts. Every podcast has uh, stats that you can access and take a look at at the numbers, the number crunching, and also the demographics are most interesting. We have listeners, and I want to give a shout out to everybody who's listening, uh, to all those who are in United States, Canada, in England, uh, in Israel uh, in, uh, the, in Asia, Australia. I mean, it's, it really covers the globe. It really covers the entire world. So hello to everybody, uh, who's listening wherever you are. Welcome, welcome. So I'm here with Steve Bean and we're talking today on the subject of aspects of the psychic economy of the potential buyer. So I think this is going to be very, very interesting. Steve, good to see you. How are you? Uh, just fine. Um,
1: I think the subject matter today is uh, very interesting as well, and um, I can sort of introduce it uh, from the standpoint. For for, for the past thirty five years, I've developed uh, new coin laundries for a wide variety of clients, but they became very expensive. A million dollars actually to do one, uh, which is prohibitive, um, and uh, and that's due to the rising cost of materials um labor and supply chain issues so now i've switched to providing m- mentoring to individuals who are interested in acquiring existing profitable coin operated laundries um f- uh, for a fraction of the cost uh, of a new one which makes it uh, feasible because the coin operated laundry business is probably the best uh, single retail business i know of today um, so what goes through the mind of the potential buyer that i have to be aware of in order to satisfy his or her needs and get them to actually and actually actually take take action uh you know it starts with advertising um obviously in one form or another what does it look like uh ads ads and pictures uh uh would have a headline uh, they would use we be used rather than a bunch of pictures one picture. Uh because one ad picture is an attention magnet, especially if they're um, relatively large. Uh, visuals attract attention, which is why the huge majority of successful ads contain them. One large photo is better than several small ones. Uh, perhaps you uh, have not- have noticed it or not noticed it in-, in looking at ads. But if you have one large picture, it, it says it says uh, you know, an enormous amount. Uh, have you had that experience at all and, and looking at ads? So did you, did was your attention drawn and focused on the photographs that are shown?
0: Uh, yes, you know, and it's very interesting cause we've, we've uh, touched on this before. And it's, I have to tell you that since you have made that very, very important point about having a single compelling, uh, large size photo uh as opposed to you know small uh you know small ones and many of them uh that's been a real pivot for me personally i've been aware of that and becoming more conscious of that as i uh as i look around in my environment and sure enough the 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 images that really capture my attention are in fact that and i'm, I'm wondering as i'm gonna kind of reach out to our listeners and uh in a sense pose the same question uh, if they can think back uh, to any images, any advertising that they've seen very recently, and uh, think about the whether or not the that photo or that image stood out on its own, or whether it was clustered with other photos. I think that's a very very interesting point. The other thing I wanted to uh, ask you about was if we could just touch on the mentoring. How do people uh, how do people find you, uh, or how do you find them?
1: Actually, they find us on our website. Uh, which has a lot of uh, search engine optimization and uh, many different ways they can reach us. So buy a coin laundry, coin laundry, uh, laundromat, uh, things of that of that nature that they're drawn to us, and then they contact us, and then we we go from there. And 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 just uh, reiterating a little bit uh, on the on the uh, on the photograph situation. If you've ever seen a Michelin ad for tires showing an infant sitting on a Michelin tire with the headline uh, be- and the headline says, because so much is riding on your tires. Mm. That, is, that's, that is an emotional grab. And, and I love the old Volkswagen ad that said, um, in our Wolfsburg factory, there are 3,389 people with only one job function, and that is to inspect wa- Volkswagens at each stage of production. Notice it does not say over 3,000 workers. It says exactly 3,389. So you see how much credible that is. It also says we pluck the lemon it, without saying so, and you get the plums. So it's a... Uh, it right. it depends on how you focus your advertising originally to get them, um, and some of the, some of the aspects of the psychic economy of the um, of the potential is, you know, uh, know thy customer. All wisdom centers there. Um, it's all about knowing your customer, and you always lead with the benefit and use a feature as a reason why. Um, you also have uh, you have to give the customer permission to believe. The technical term for that is verisimilitude, and you have to give the customer in every ad that you do um, uh, the the permission to believe. Um, um, see, features are my stuff in in helping people acquire an existing laundry, and uh, and uh, benefits are customer stuff. You um, see how that works, and uh, make it easy for the reader. Don't make him or her guess. Tell them what's in it for them and then prove it by citing the appropriate feature. Um, and then, of course, obviously, the most indispensable form of research is observation of the customer. Never forgetting, in the end, the only purpose of advertising is to affect customer behavior. Um, you may not have thought about all these points on, on a conscious level, but they're all active and interactive on an, on an unconscious level. Oh
0: Yes, and I want to uh does ask you about this issue you you everything you've talked about is is so important and i'm taking copious notes and i invite our listeners to do the same you mentioned something called permission to believe is this is that, does this have anything to do with trust in other words uh when you give you give your uh, uh the potential uh buyer the permission to believe is that is that is that something that it is earned or is that something that you can just throw out there
1: that is that's built in that is essentially built into the advertisement itself and as i said the term the technical term is verisimilitude and that is the 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 ad has the quality of being truthful mm. and that's where the term verisimilitude comes in comes into into focus and that's how most ads that are effective are uh, are are put together um the um, the the main thing is to keep them keep them listening and believing. And once you've gotten past that point, uh, then all the rest of the of the aspects of the psychic economy that are necessary will be brought to the surface. And everything I've related to you so far is open ended. It's not binary. That's because nothing in the marketing world comes with specific instructions. It's it, it, and is either or or. It, it's it's uh, it's um everything that I've talked about so far um is uh, is open ended. we don't operate on one thing or another. It's a combination of events that work in interaction to produce what exactly it is we're looking to produce. Um so, so if what you want we, to talk what,
0: about the I was just gonna yeah, ask go you ahead. on that on that point, yeah. So what might be yeah, What might be some of the variables or factors that will impact the open-ended equation? And and I, and I totally understand what you're saying about being not binary. In other words, it's not this or that. And it's not one or two or black and white. Uh, and so I'm imagining that as an open-ended uh, uh, model, uh, different things are going to influence it. What sort of things, uh, what sort of variables, just you know, you could toss out there a few examples, might 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 impact the open ended uh, uh, situation?
1: Well, they have to understand that you're experienced in the field, how long you've been doing what you've been doing, uh, that fact that you have many references that will prove will prove to the buyer, potential buyer of the coin operated laundry uh, that um, that what you're telling them is, in fact, achievable and, and and is true and is the only way to go and the only way to go is to have a mentor because if you don't have a mentor um you you will likely make a mistake in the acquisition phase by paying too much because remember that the seller is a seller and i my my, my representation i have a fiduciary uh and and moral obligation to the to the buyer and so therefore i look out for their interest and their needs uh you you um you never you never want to forget that that the only sustainable source of competitive advantage is superior understanding of the mind of the customer Hmm. so once in order to achieve the competitive advantage that that's essentially what it's about um uh in
0: by the by the way (laughs) let me just jump in there for a second in understanding the mind of the customer uh and and how that impacts the open-ended equation. With things, for example, like cultural uh, variations, um, uh, you know, uh, things like that, or language, or uh, um, I don't know, the weather. I have no idea. I mean, is, is that gonna is that gonna play a role as well? I mean, when you understand yeah. the mind of your customer, you've got to do some serious research. I mean, you just can't <laughs> you just can't fake it. You've got to really. I mean, this it sounds like you've got to do a lot of research
1: yeah the more the the, the 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 statement is know thy customer all wisdom centers there mm. and and you have to understand uh, all aspects of that and i'll get more to that in a little while okay. and in and in in approaching the customer uh advertising wise or verbally you always lead with the benefit and use the feature as the reason why um and then they will they will hook into what you're saying You have to give the customer the purpose, the permission to believe almost, because people are advertised to constantly in many different ways. Um, Features are are our stuff and benefits are the customer's stuff. So it's about stuff in so many words, as George Carlin used to say in his comedy act. Hmm. Uh, You you can see how that works. you got to make it easy for the reader. Don't make him or her guess. Tell them what's in it for them, and then prove it by citing the appropriate feature. And the most indispensable form of research, in my opinion, is the observation of the customer. And once you have observed the customer in accurate terms, um, then you can proceed forward because you've got them staying in the game. Um, so what it what what in 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 the is in the customer's mind. Uh, when they choose a service or a product to buy, what what are, what 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 is it really all about? There's two broad categories uh, are emotional. Um, and one is one is emotional, and the other one is how the product makes a customer feel. Um, and um, how and how to, and what could make the customer become what they want to become um, by making it easier for them to do so without disbelieving what you're saying. Um, and, and how that you want to let the customer know how they're going to feel uh, and, what, what, and, and become as a result of you using your product or service. Uh, and you never want to forget, of course, that the only sustainable source of a competitive advantage is a superior understanding of the customer. Once you've attracted their attention, then you have to dig deep into their psychic economy in order to understand what you know what it is that that they have to say. Um it it's it's all about that. And then we have by uh, there are certain models that uh I happen to use uh that I would I'd like to go into one is called the ADA model okay. uh, which stands for attention, interest desire and action. Uh in other mm-hmm. words you got to get their attention number one mm-hmm. and number two you got to pique their interest. And number three, you got to make them desirous of acquiring more information, or and or your product, and you got to kick them into action. If you watch infomercials, which I happen to love to watch, you will find out that the best infomercials contain and are, are related to the ADA model, and that's probably why I have like four vegetable cutters at home, because I'm, <laughs> I'm watching uh, I'm watching them all, and they're all in there and they say. Yeah, that yeah, that that's for me. That's that's what I need. That's what I need. So if you watch, if you're watching infomercials and you see you see one that is particularly att- attractive to you, yes, it most likely uses the ADA the marketing marketing uh, model because the ADA marketing model is what really, really, you know, sows shows
0: up shows up the sale. Um so you're you gonna have watch. you're gonna have like a a, a uh, an infomercial that, again, let's look at that model for a second: a, a, attention, interest, a desire, and action. So in a, in a one complete infomercial, right? They're almost they almost look like uh, you know TV shows or uh, um, talk shows or something like that, or something that you'd see on like a um, like a, almost like a news interest or a human interest story. And you, you kind of come across it. And then, so what are they going to do? They're going to be very calculating uh, in terms of grabbing the attention of the viewer, right? And they're going to do that, how? Through music, through h- having uh, recognizable uh, celebrities, perhaps, having whatever the case happens to be. They're going to grab your attention. And then what? They're going to somehow convince you that you're interested in these vegetable cutters, and then right. you're and then they're gonna somehow evoke some emotion because you said before that the two things are emotion and then the way it, the way the customer is gonna feel. Somehow you've got to be moved into an emotion that I want this.
1: That's the right yeah, people buy an emotion and justify with logic. In in, in other words, <laughs>
0: that's it, for sure. It, uh, <laughs>
1: that that's pretty much what they do. That's why people oh buy God. that's why people buy a big fancy Mercedes. Um they um they, they don't they don't really need a Mercedes but uh, um, you know they, they they buy on emotion and the emotion um, is is you know I want to stand out okay they're in in my in my experience uh, helping people to acquire existing coin-operated laundries um, there are five principal buying motives okay along with the ADA marketing model now if you have them all in one thing, the chances are you're going to be very successful in achieving what you want to do the five principal buying motives are fear greed exclusivity and um and no fear greed exclusivity and the need for approval mm-hmm. um, and he, those those are those are the the principal buying motives and and if you look at if you look at why people are interested in buying various things if you if you can touch on the right one fear greed exclusivity uh, or the or uh, or the need for approval um, you have a very strong chance of of winning them over because people actually do buy on emotion and just and justify uh, with logic that's essentially what they do can
0: you can uh, you give can you give like real quickly can you just give an example for a specific whatever it could be any products or services for each of those, um, for each of those, uh, yes, uh, yeah, yeah. It,
1: in in other words, if people are interested in acquiring an existing laundry, it may be because they have a fear uh, that their current business is going to go become a not in demand. Okay. So fear is a primary motivator. Uh, greed uh, can be a, a motivator too because they they. Not in a negative sense, but they wanted, they need to want to make more money. I have had doctors approach me uh, with the idea that they want to own a coin-operated laundry. And I ask them, why do you want to own a coin-operated laundry? Everybody knows that doctors make a good living. And they would say to me, used to make a good living. But now Mm -hmm. with insurance problems, what they are, I can only do three surgeries a day when I used to do six surgeries a day. So Mm -hmm. greed is in there as well. They can also work together. That's fear and greed and an exclusivity it would be that they want to have a special kind of business uh that not everybody has they want to be able to have a, a coin operated laundry that is exclusively uh in a, in, a, in the form that it stands out and the need for approval would be that to get into a business that uh, that gains approval from people because it is a non discretionary product so if you if you merge if you're going to really put together a sales pitch so to speak mm-hmm. um and are able to put the 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 ada model together with the primary buy, buying motives um you you have an extraordinary chance of being very successful because you have penetrated as they say the their their psychic economy it, it's it, it, and that's what it's all about because i said people buy buy on emotion and justify with logic. I'll give you another interesting example. Um, there, you can buy a watch for almost any price. Uh, you can buy a uh, what's that real expensive watch? A Rolex. Rolex you can sorry. buy Rolex. You can buy a Rolex for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, or you can buy the one I'm wearing right now that I bought online for a dollar eighty-six. You know what they both do? They both tell you the same amount of time. They, they <laughs> do exactly the same thing. So it depends upon it depends upon what your motivation is, and and as, as regarding a car, you can buy a Mercedes for three hundred and fifty thousand dollars, or you can buy a twenty thousand uh, dollar Kia Soul, which is what I happen to drive, and both of them will do exactly the same thing. They will get you to the airport. So the the result is that that most behaviors that people exhibit. In the acquisition of a product or service are emotion-based uh, and if you ignore them or you don't know they exist you are likely to use the wrong language write the wrong ad uh, and fail at your at your your ability to persuade them uh, what you want them to do and essentially without them really knowing you're doing it that's really what that's really what it's all about Right. And if you look back at some of the products that you um, that you have acquired over the years, I mean, I, I got five ways to cut cabbage at home and <laughs> I, I don't I, I really wasn't looking to do that. Right. I said, but, you know, how can I, I how can I miss using that cabbage cutter? Um, and and that and that's what it's that's really what it's all about. So the best salespeople, the best marketers are people who are really, really very, 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 very savvy. Uh, of the mind of the customer, um, they if now if 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 they if they have come to you by virtue of a search engine optimization method, then they have demonstrated that they're interested. You just don't know why they're interested. Okay, you have no idea why. They could also be interested because they're comparing the ownership of a coin-operated laundry with the ownership of a coin-operated car wash. Right. They're not going to tell you that. You have to sort of go around that possibility and keep them focused or refocused on the fact that if they're going to own a retail business in today's world, the best thing that they can own is a coin-operated uh, laundry because it has no receivables. It has very few employees. Um, there are It's not seasonal. Um, it doesn't require much. Uh, ability to own one on an absentee basis, and if you're able to to touch on all of those, now you're you're what you're doing is you're directing their attention to to items that they place high value on, and that could kick back into the ADA mar- marketing model. And, and I think that most people are not aware of the word ADA at all, and they're, and they're certainly not aware aware of the five of uh, the four or five primary buying motives. That people have, they simplify it uh, in, uh, in their mind, and so you you have to understand that whatever they're telling you is not exactly the way it might actually be, because they're not going to they're not going to uh, regurgitate everything that's really on their mind, um, and so therefore um, the, the the most successful people um, uh, are people. Who are are really really savvy about the and we? I'm not talking about e- your your economic economy. I'm talking about the psychic economy right. because the psychic economy, if done right, can overcome any objective they might have from an economic standpoint.
0: Right, you'll go out as a buyer. You'll go out and either get a loan or actually go into debt or or, or buy something on your on your credit card, knowing that. Uh you know, in payments or installments, knowing that you don't have the actual cash up front to pay for it. And that is, you will do things in logic, you know, outside of logic in order to, uh, to have that product or service, your emotions just completely take over. And it's so interesting because I, I, I don't think most people are aware of what the process is uh, when they are buying. I think that you're talking, when you're talking about the psychic economy, Uh, you know, this is what you're doing is, is very, uh, brilliantly, um, kind of uncomplicating or unpacking the entire thing. But to the, I think to the average buyer, it just comes as a bundle of, wow, I, yeah, I want that product as you say, either because of fear or greed or, or, um, exclusivity or need for approval. You know, I mean... I'll add no, I don't one. think anyone's add... really analyzed. Maybe you, I don't no, I don't think people are really analyzing it. And I guess that's the success, isn't no, it?
1: They're, they're not. It's just a mixture of things and, and they, they don't really categorize them uh, or codify them. So it's really fear, greed, exclusivity. Um, and I'm gonna add another one now guilt oh, or wow, the need guilt. for approval. Now wow. guilt can be a primary uh, motivator for buying as well because they feel that they are not providing well enough for their family. Uh, they they feel guilty uh, about the fact that their business may have dropped off uh, and so on. So it's really fear, greed, exclusivity, guilt, and the need for approval. Wow. Um, if, you, if you analyze each one of those you know, items um, that, and go backwards from something that you purchased, um, I think you might likely, be able to fit fit what you purchased into some or all of those. For example, um, and and and, uh, and it starts with the aid of me- it starts by getting their attention, attention, interest, desire, and action. Then, once the action is ready to be actionable, uh, that's when the five primary buying motives uh, will will determine uh, their overt behavior. Uh, you know it's worth repeating fear most people have never heard of this at all fear greed exclusivity, uh, guilt and the need for approval um that that's really what what will will, will ultimately be responsible um, and, um, and for what people generally purchase um, or develop interest in uh, especially if they have the if the item that they're purchasing, has a re- has a reasonable amount of value. Mm-hmm. Um, you might want to discuss those a little bit because th- they're there. Uh, there are people that um, you know. There are people that buy all kinds of products all day long. Advertising never stops, uh, and they need all kinds of products. And um, even even if you um, if you minimize the Ada model um, and just use the you know the the five. Primary buying motives, um, you're going to find, if you dig deep enough, you're going to find the real reason that you bought something is because it's in there. Uh, right. On my experience, it's been that it's not usually just one, that it's usually uh, 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 one or more of them, and sometimes actually all of them, when you stop and think about it, depending upon the nature of the product. Uh, you know, those five are, are interesting. So you can go through some purchase that you've made recently and look backward on it and say, well, I just bought this, um, beautiful brand new, uh, suit to wear. Um, and so, you know, how does that fit into fear, greed, exclusivity, uh, guilt, or the need for approval? Well, it depends on what you do. Maybe you're a speaker and you make speeches for a living. Well, you want to you want to put those all into that into that form formulation because that's that's really what gets it done. Now they're not going to do it for you. Okay, <laughs> they're not right. going to say, okay, let's see, what was it that primarily uh, made me be interested in this product? It's going to just happen to them naturally if you if you find a way to elicit them uh, from as we said their psychic economy we you know they often talk about they often people often talk about this cost me that and that cost me this and this is too expensive this is not expensive enough but they they very rarely use those five primary buying motives and they do that those five primary buying motives do apply virtually to uh almost any product that you are contemplating buying or have bought in the past and um if you keep those in mind during the whole process um it'll help you to make wiser choices
0: absolutely uh, and and i can see how i think mean, how it dovetails nicely with the ADA model with the attention interest desire and action model because uh you know if especially in the area for example of uh, interest and desire uh you know if if the thing that i'm most interested in is going to be touching on fear then um then an infomercial for example that is going to be addressing that and so that i become desirous of of alleviating that fear or if it's greed or whatever it happens to be so i can see how i can see how the whole thing really all works together very very neatly um in a as you say in a, in a it's in the psychic economy which Most of us, I think are, are, it's unbeknownst to us. We, we simply don't know what's, what's going on, but it's interesting as you're speaking about this, I'm thinking, I'll take an example. You know, I, I, I travel, you know, travel, I guess pretty frequently. And so the airlines are very interested in, you know, in keeping my business, I guess. And I always get these surveys and the surveys are always asking, what was it about your travel that you really, you know? that you really liked? What was it that you really, and they list the things and sure enough, they really hit on all these points. For example, was it because of the level of security? I mean, that could be speaking to the fear issue, right? I want to, I want to be able to travel with good security or is it the comfort? Was it the food? Was it the movies? Was it the service? Uh, You know, all that kind of, was it the price? Uh, And you kind of have to, you're almost in these surveys, almost forced to make a decision and rank, you know, you see these one to five or one to 10 or whatever it is. And I'm literally, you're literally feeding information back to the, um, to the seller. (laughs) You're feeding back information to them, letting them know what, which one of those things really ranked the highest. And then sure enough, they come back at you with, with, you know, advertising with both guns blazing, hitting you exactly where you, you know, W- in what in what interests you the most? It's, 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 it's yeah, really they have a,
1: uh, a tendency to do that, uh, and I and I have filled out a number of them, but that's what they're looking for. Uh, I'll give you another interesting example. You know how many? You know that the the amount of guns that are in 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 in, in they exist in in the United States where I am. Uh, they're they're and and the, the the advertising for the purchase of guns and uh, because of the nature of uh, our society these days and so fear is the primary motivator there okay um it's um it has nothing to do with greed it has nothing to do with exclusivity and it has nothing to do with the need for approval and it has nothing to do with guilt the primary buying motive for that individual who feels they should own a gun and there are millions literally of them uh Mm -hmm. is fear okay if you if you would ask them in a survey why are you in the gun store why are you buying the gun uh they 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 would probably allude to fear in some um measure
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, they would they would uh they would Sort of use a euphemism, but they would they might say, because, you know, there's a lot of crime out there and, you know, it's dangerous to walk around and, you know, I could get held up. So that so that's fear that that's really what it's what it's what it's all about. And then um, my office happens to be right across the street from a gun store and um, there's people in there all the time huh. looking to buy a gun. And why do they what, what do they need a gun for? You know they because they are afraid okay that's why they want that's why they buy a gun um and um the you can take um that one it, that particular product happens to only make use of one of the primary uh, buying motives but uh you can you can you can take all of them and uh and uh test a, a, buy, a buying motive to that see what what i do in, in my area of expertise, which is the field of clinical psychology, is um, I analyze people's marketing and buying behavior in terms of the psychological aspects, not necessarily the practical aspects. And the psychological aspects that I focus on are vastly different and they're unbeknownst to most of the people um, that, uh, that I encounter. Um, because we don't really analyze their, their, their mo- motivation for, for doing the things that they do. Uh, they, they don't even analyze it. It just strikes them as being there. It's part, That's why I say they buy an emotion and justify with logic. Um, that's how they do it. Why would anybody really need a $5,000 suit of clothes? Well, you know, how about, how about uh, you know exclusivity? Uh, or maybe the need for approval um, and so forth. Um, uh, and, and, and you have uh, and then you can take you can take uh, guilt and use it for a number of examples. Why do you why do you fertilize your lawn every year at the same time? Well, you know, I want it to grow right. I don't want to hurt it. I want to make sure it looks nice. No, you would feel guilty if you had the worst ugly looking lawn in the neighborhood. <laughs> so you, you, you want to eliminate the guilt associated with had about a, a front lawn full of weeds so they the, when these people advertise you know weed killer they do it for a reason and you have to what you have to do is you have to always be on target If you're on target you lose if you're off target you win and, and they don't have to know you' there even is a target for for that for that uh matter uh it, It's a fascinating subject because um, the psychology of uh, marketing and the psychology of selling things to people is really and truly, really, it can't be under, it cannot be understated. Uh, yet most people who actually do sell um, things or market things to people have no technical knowledge of this of the psychology that lies beneath the surface. Um, I walked into a car dealership the other day and I was looking at at a, the a possibility of changing my car for another and uh, the guy who was trying to sell it to me um used some of them in his approach but i knew i knew exactly what he was doing hmm. it didn't escape me for a minute i knew exactly what his approach was i i found i found i found that he was hitting on on buyer motives uh and so forth and so on uh and it was a um it, it, it's it's interesting i find it very interesting as a, a studier of um of buying motives and and uh the reasons why people really buy um as a buyer um and um and rather than as a seller i do use it all the time in my selling approach but i but i sort of enjoy it as being the buyer that's why they say that uh, that um most buyers are easier to sell to, especially if they are they sell things for a living themselves, because mm-hmm. they can dwell down on what it's what it's really about under under the surface. It's uh it's a fascinating field to it's a field of clinical psychology is a fascinating field to apply to the buying and selling relationship.
0: Well, you you as a as a clinical psychologist, I mean, this must have throughout your, uh, throughout your professional career, have given you a tremendous advantage, uh, in, in able to understand, uh, scientifically what it is you're looking at, what exactly is going on. The very fact that you're able to walk into a car dealership and assess the situation in a very scientific manner. I would say that gives you a great advantage and it probably has been very advantageous in your work. Uh, in order to, uh, in order to, as you say, understand the, uh, the, 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 how's it called the psychic economy, psychic economy. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I would, I would say that has given you a real uh, leg up. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, I'm dangerous. I I actually walked, (laughs) I, I walked into the
1: car dealer and he said, the only color they have is blue. I don't happen to like a blue car. So I said, well I, I don't want well, somebody could come in and buy that thing in 20 minutes and I can't guarantee that I can hold it for you. Then I drove by there the other day and there was a white one. and that's the, that's the one I really wanted. but he wanted to move that blue one as yeah. fast as he could because he wanted to make a commission mm-hmm. and um, car sales are weird in this country for lack of product. So you know he was going to do what he had to do to move the product. Okay, but he didn't know who he was dealing with. The average exactly. car buyer, the average car buyer, has no idea, really, what's going on, and if it's, if it, you know, other than the price. Uh, but there's far, far more to it than than the price. And when he when he asked me uh, certain questions, like you know, how much are you how much are you leasing your car for now? Um, i certainly wasn't going to tell him how much did you expect this car to lease for. I'm certainly not going to tell him. I'm not going to do anything of that nature. Right, um, right. right. away, I'm going to give them. I'm going to give them the parameters of what of what the the price ought to be, so that the um, the people that get along best in this world are people who are um, very savvy about the buying and selling process. That does not apply to that many people. Yet there are a huge amount of people that are involved in the buying and selling process. Vast amounts goes on every day, everywhere, under every condition. And um, that's how it works. Uh, Another thing that I find very interesting lately has been then when you're at home watching a football game, which I intend to do in in an hour or two, uh, and you get hungry, uh, there are services out there that you can call from your home. You don't have to leave your home. You don't have to go out and get it. And they always advertise fast food items. We We can give you a pizza. We can give you Chinese food. We can give you uh we can give you uh anything you want and you know what we'll bring it to your house while you're watching the game you don't have to do any work Man. and um that I find that to be uh, you know a very uh a very interesting product that they offer because you don't have to go anywhere to get it done yet you can still buy it because when people are watching a, a professional football game the last thing they want to do is leave and go out and And get in the car and find it and stand in line and bring it back. They've missed part of the game. But I, so I think that these, there there are services out there that you can do that with, and they will bring it directly to you. And you had to do no, no, you know, uh, outside outside work at all. I think, I think that's a, that's a brilliant way to, um, to, um, you know, satisfy their need for, some degree of exclusivity in in that they don't have to uh, go out of their way to get the uh, to get the product.
0: Right, that's a great example. This has been most interesting. This has been a, a topic that I'm glad we uh, drilled down even deeper into this subject. Um, I know for me, it's going to be an eye opener as I look around at the products and services that I that hit me and I consider. And also, uh, I think it's going to help me in terms of the way I, uh, in a sense, approach the the things that I, uh, uh, you know, market. And I think that I think that for our listeners, I think this is going to be very good. the The case study that you've given uh, in terms of coin laundry um, has been something that, uh, uh, in of itself, is interesting. But I think is also applicable in other industries. So I think this has been a very interesting topic i thank you
1: i think that you know i want to add too that i think that yeah. you i think it was you that told me that you recently bought a cane and you you, you didn't want to really spend that much money on the cane but you, you liked the cane so you bought the cane anyway and so look back and find out what the prim, primary buying motive was for you to buy that cane you can take a stick off of a tree and make it into a cane um, but yeah. I, I think it was you that, that told me that, and I, th- yeah. I think we it might be a good idea to mention that our next podcast could yes. uh, be um, very very interesting because that would be have to do with all of the co- uh, conspiracy theories associated with the uh, JFK assassination.
0: I am so excited uh, about because, this. This is a this is yeah this is a this is going to be a podcast uh, I've been looking forward to for a long time to do, and and you and I. Amongst many things we have in common, this is a shared passion and interest of ours that we often talk about and share books and movies and things like that about. So I'm really, really excited about uh getting into that topic, the JFK assassination, conspiracy theories and and uh fact and fiction. I think it's gonna be really interesting. So definitely stay tuned, everybody, for the next podcast of Bean and Bowman for that. In the meantime, yeah, I will you. I will yeah. mention I will mention during that that in in a, in a
1: strange manner that I had some connection with that whole event at the time, having personally met uh, Jack Ruby's brother.
0: Yes, uh, yes, you did. Uh, after,
1: you. The, after the assassination, which is uh, was quite an interesting experience for me, and um, sort of piqued my interest in uh, in in the whole thing. Plus, um, I was around at the time that it happened. And I happened to be watching television uh, when uh, when and and saw the actual shooting of uh, of Lee Harvey Oswald uh, by Jack Ruby live as it happened on television. So, uh,
0: no uh, doubt. Uh, I, I listen your your fingerprints are all over this, and I'm really excited. Somehow, to- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be for next time. In the meantime, yeah, this has been great. I really uh, uh, have enjoyed this uh, conversation about the aspects of the psychic economy of the potential buyer. And until next time, be well.